0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface-level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life.
1: So buckle up and don't be shy. Because
0: yep, we're We're going going there. there. Going there, girlies. Hi, guys. We've started branding <laughs> all of this as going there, girlies. So. Yeah. I don't know we'll cut, how long that was a different one. Yeah. If you have a better idea, please let us know. Yeah. We, going what, there, gals. Yeah. GT
1: gals. Let us know. GT your girlies. Thoughts. We definitely need a little bit of a title for our. People. Yes. I don't know. We do. But we are back together on another episode of our series titled Not So Obvious Sins. I personally have really been liking these and it's given me a lot of time to reflect on these things and kind of look at my own life with a mirror and see where I probably have a lot of sinful Well, I know I have a lot of sinful tendencies that I'm just ignoring <laughs> or like not recognizing a sin. And so I hope it's been good for you. As well, But today we are talking about complaining, and I feel like this is kind of one of those like dun-dun-dun
0: ones. Yes, for sure it is. I know. I feel like I, just like Samantha. that I've loved, honestly, planning for these episodes because it's been really convicting for me and just my own life in how really just a lot of these not-so-obvious sins are really like standard, typical things that… Are part of my everyday life. And I hate to admit that, but it's really good for me to kind of like talk through each one of these things and really be convicted in ways that I need to grow and change to be more like Christ. So yeah, talking about complaining. I also think a lot of these sins
1: we're talking about not only are justified in a worldly sense, but they've also become things that are really justified in Christian communities. I mean, especially with this one, I think this just came to me, but like, think about the last two years we've all had. Like, yeah, it's not been good in a lot of ways, but we're so easy to focus on the negative and almost really justify everyone to have major vent sessions or just like go on a rant complaining. We're like, yes, just let it all out. You deserve to feel that release of whatever because we all get it. Things have been hard. But what would happen? And this sounds so cliche. OK, well, yeah, obviously that's idealistic. But what would happen if we switch to more of these hearts of gratitude? We'll get to that later on in the episode. But I will say I do think gratitude and switching to that perspective is a learned trait. I don't think it's just something Maybe people are just like innately more grateful people. I don't know. So we're going to talk about all those things.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's so good because really, in the Christian world and Christian communities, I do think complaining is a really easy thing to get into. If that's, hey, I just want to talk about this as a prayer request, or I just want you that's to hear me in my one. pain, <laughs> or like, can you please be praying for me in my marriage because my husband is. Blah, 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 blah. We could all fill in the blank there. Can you
1: please help me with this friendship I have? So this
0: girl, da mm-hmm. da 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 da, and yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. So even going there, I feel like going Going there. there. I even feel like going there. A lot of the things that happen in your complaining are disrespect of other people or not loving others well or gossiping or not thinking well about people who like God created. And so I think there's a lot of other sins that come from this posture of complaining. I mean, it's convicting and what we wanted to kind of dig into today.
1: What's interesting is Christian and I were chatting right before this and we were saying it is so obvious when you are around a complainer. I mean, I think you're probably, if you're listening in your car or whatever you're doing right now, you're thinking of a certain person that's hard to be around because it's just a constant complaint. And what's crazy is sometimes I don't think that person realizes that they just kind of complain about everything. And so this is a good time for us to all self-reflect a little bit and think, through. How many times today have I complained about something verbally or even in your head and try to evaluate if that's you? Because no offense, if that's you, like no one wants to be around that person.
0: It's so evident in relationships when someone's a complainer. And I think we can all say like when I have a day that I'm just complaining a ton or I'm just frustrated and I am venting all of my emotions out, that's not achieving anything good for me. Like, I don't feel good about that. Normally at the end of that day, I'm like, well, this sucked, or I'm not happy. And so I think at the end of the day, too, we have to think through what is the complaining accomplishing? It's not accomplishing anything we all probably want. And so why are we doing it? I think at the end of the day, we're wanting to be feel affirmed in what we're feeling. We're wanting to feel known and Justified. seen. And yeah, what we're feeling or what we're dealing with. And we are saying that there are oftentimes that it is a good idea to need to talk through something or find a trusted person to have a conversation with about an issue. Process. Yeah, and process that with. But I feel like we kind of talk through different strategies for like, how do you find that person who would be appropriate to talk that through with or complain to about those things.
1: Or how do you make sure your heart is in the right place before you go to that? Like Christian's just saying, to reiterate, I think it's very healthy and normal and needed to be able to like verbally process things with people. However, we all know when your heart's coming from the right place in that. And again, this is one of those sins that You have to do a lot of reflection and know yourself and know if it's out of hand venting or if it's really something that needs to happen. And I think the thing we both agreed on is that really nothing should be complained or talked through or vented about unless you've already been
0: prayerful about it.
1: And I just feel like that just takes a breath because that is so convicting.
0: And it sounds kind of like the cliche Christian yeah. answer, but I think when even looking to this of like, no, what is a not so obvious sin? Like if complaining is one of those things, how many times in the Bible does it talk through how God wants us to be in relationship with him? And there's so many verses about Matthew eleven twenty 20, that says, come to me, all those who are weary and I will give you rest or first Peter five, seven and cast your anxiety on him. And literally in parentheses, when I wrote that note, I said, not your best friend. Your best friend, we're not called to cast our anxieties on them. We're called to cast our anxieties on the one who created us. And even in that, I'm just like, oh, shoot. The number of times that I run to a friend because I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating and so annoying. And I'm talking their ear off of my anxious thought or situation that's happening that day before I've even prayed about it. And that is so convicting to me.
1: I mean, Christian and I, I think we are together a lot. We work together in our day jobs. We do this podcast together. We're also just like really good friends and spend a lot of time together outside of any kind of work-related things. And so I think this is good for us because we are people for each other. Our spouses, maybe they get annoyed with our unleashing all of our burdens on them. And so I think we use each other for that a lot. And I think, I mean, you guys can hear me say this. I think we have to hold each other accountable to that too. So if you're feeling like, wow, I just do this way too often, know we are right there with you. It's a struggle for all of us. So we said you need to have prayed about that. I also think you need to sit on that sometimes instead of just praying through it, but then being like, okay, well now I need to go release this and talk about it. I think sometimes we miss God wanting to like give us peace in that or give us, I don't know, wisdom in that because we're just so quick to like, okay, well, I prayed about it. Let's move on. Instead of just kind of like sitting in it in our own minds.
0: Well, I mean, think about it. I can say this for myself. We live in a world of instant gratification. We love instantly feeling better or good or having a solution to the problem we have. This reminds me of a conversation we actually had with Dave Cover on our Advent episode that came out prior to Christmas. And I remember just thinking about if we were Christians who in a hardship or in a time of trial, we took a moment and stepped back from that trial or hardship. And we actually gave ourselves space to just kind of remove ourselves, remind ourselves of the bigger story we're living in, and then also just kind of put that issue or problem into perspective our world would probably look a lot different if everyone who called themselves a christian did that. And so i think in that way, just give yourself some space and time before you go and talk about it. Because maybe your heart and mind will change or maybe you will be convicted of things that maybe you played a part in what you were complaining about or whatever that may be. So yeah, prayer and giving yourself space and time.
1: I think as women too, we i mean for anyone but we tend more to this, i think We can think something is the end of the world in a moment, but I know for me, if I just sleep on something, I'm often so, I mean, Christian saw me in this yesterday. I was like upset about a situation. And honestly, if I would have given that like 10 minutes to even just calm myself down and think it through, it's not even something I gave much thought an hour later to. So it's so crazy how we can really build things up in our minds to be these mountains that if we really give some space, they're not big at all.
0: So then on top of that prayer and then space and time, like we said, I do think it's at times appropriate to have someone, though, who you go to and talk through something with and verbally process something. But like, Samantha, how would you say what's a good way to find that person? Who would that be?
1: I think if you're someone who's in counseling or has access to a counselor, obviously that's a great place because that person is going to come at you from such an outside perspective with so much logic and like really help you learn how to process through situations or untangle thoughts in your mind in a really healthy way. If you're not in counseling, I think... If you're married, I think our spouses can be a great person to help us process. I know Justin is so great about really helping me see perspective in things. And then another thing I would think is someone really removed from your situation, maybe from your age group. So maybe someone way older than you or maybe a parent that you're close with that doesn't have any connection to the situation that you could call definitely someone that's like really objective.
0: Yeah. Gives a non-biased opinion to maybe the situation that you're walking through.
1: Not another friend that's also besties with the girl you're complaining or venting about.
0: And I think we can all kind of figure out who those people would be appropriate for us. I think if you are married, at least for me, again, I would say my husband's probably one of those good people, too, because if we like it or not, marriage shows you the best and the worst of someone. And so even in my time of complaining maybe to Andrew about a situation, he can quickly but gently, which I love about him, remind me of like my brokenness or my fault in that situation, too. And he just knows me well. And so I think that too could be that parent or that older woman who's maybe gone through the same season you have or whatever that may look like. So I think all of those things give us a good basis for, okay, like when would it be appropriate to talk or complain or vent in those terms? But we wanted to kind of go through. So if complaining is the issue, if complaining is the not so obvious sin that's bringing us to probably not living lives that are glorifying to God, then like, what does the opposite of that look like? And we went to gratitude that, again, we talked about this in the beginning, that if we are living lives out of a posture of gratitude, then that's probably going to be really hard to complain about a lot of things if that's really the posture that we're going throughout our day with.
1: Again, I think we hear even outside of the Christian world how important gratitude is. So you might just be thinking like, oh, gratitude. I get it. I have taken this on this year as someone who I'm like, no, I want to learn how to be grateful. And I think, of course, we all have things and days where we're feeling gratitude. But I think it is one of those things that you're usually probably not going to feel gratitude. Yes, there's moments in life where I just can think of certain things like meeting my daughter for the first, like you just feel so overwhelmingly grateful. That's not always the case. I think we have to train our minds and our hearts to be grateful and express gratitude in ways. And I do think it's something that we can all learn.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I love the word posture because I think of myself. Even in a very dumb and like surface level sense, like when you think about posture, it's a place, it's a way that you're positioning your body to be. And when we think about placing our minds in a posture of gratitude, I think that's just like a beautiful thing that like think of all of the great things in I don't know, emotions and feelings and people you could love better if you had a posture of gratitude. And so even just looking to God's word and what he talks about gratitude about is that even just in the simple way of James one seventeen is the verse saying that every good and great gift is from above. God has blessed us with so many beautiful things and we can wake up every single day. I mean, we were just complaining to both of our kids did not sleep well last night. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm waking up in a posture of probably not a lot of gratitude, because we're tired moms today and it's frustrating that we got like kicked out of our beds by our toddlers slapping us in the back right with their, whatever and christian not needs a chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> yes but all of that said i want to wake up though and not a way of feeling weary and complaining and about all of that yeah. But i want to say i'm so thankful i have a big enough bed that my toddler can come and snuggle with us that's really sweet i'm thankful that they at least got a good night's rest i didn't but that's okay even in those simple ways i want to practice gratitude in even the most surface level ways. One practical
1: thing that I did a few years ago, I honestly haven't done it in a while, but I want to is every day if I'm doing my quiet time or just when I get a moment, actually keeping like a running list and not trying to add like five things in that day that I'm grateful for. and I felt like that was really hard at first because my mind always just goes to like really big things and my life like I'm thankful for my husband, I'm thankful for my daughter, all those big things. but then as I did it more and more, I would find the smallest little things an encouragement from a friend, or I'm thankful for that afternoon, LaCroix, that was just such a little, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you're able to just see the tiniest things. Yes. And another thing, you said you love posture, which I do too, but I also love perspective. And I think so much of gratitude can come from when we can switch our perspective from thinking woe is me to thinking, wow, I don't deserve any of this. I'm so grateful to be here because I know I should be here. Or Maybe if you've been through hardships in life, I think that can honestly help our sense of gratitude because we have something to baseline. Okay, well, I know it's not like this every day. I'm going to choose to be grateful even when it's not perfect. And so maybe if that's not you, like you haven't experienced something like that, there's still so many ways we can change our perspective, look outside of ourselves, look at the world, look at what other people are walking through, and that'll change your perspective really quick.
0: And I don't say this because I feel like we necessarily do this well, but having kids is a humbling thing. And we have two little ones now, And our oldest is three. And one thing we've started with him is this idea of every night we want to pray with him. And... We've done this now for probably the past year or so, but I think prayer for maybe like a little mind could be confusing. So we just started out of like, what do you want to thank Jesus for today? And that's our prompt every night. That's what we go through every night. And the Bible talks about having a childlike faith that as we become adults and grow older, we overcomplicate a lot of things, and especially about our relationship with Jesus and his love for us and care for us. And so there's this beautiful picture of just loving Christ and being excited about the gospel like a child being in awe of our creator. And I think there's a beautiful thing in that when I ask Graham, what do you want to thank Jesus for tonight? Kind of what you were saying, Samantha, like he says the dumbest things. Yes. Like, he's like, "It's so pizza funny. for lunch. He like screams out Spider-Man. And so I'm like, no, this is really awesome. Those things are things we are grateful for. They're like gifts. we don't deserve any of that. Yeah. yeah those are gifts from God and the resources we have or the position we are or where we're born or whatever. We could go on and on. But I think that's been really good for me and my husband, like even just as we sit there, because we'll like chime in we're like, we're thankful for this. And so it's been kind of this sweet reminder that gosh, like I wish maybe I should start doing that in the morning. <laughs> so my posture of gratefulness starts there for every little gift.
1: Well, I think this is all good stuff to kind of go through. And honestly, probably the most convicting one we've talked through so far for me personally But I do think that there are a lot of really practical things we can all start doing today. And I'm excited to see this community hold each other accountable in that or encourage one another along the way. So if you have any really cool examples of ways you practice gratitude or try to get yourself out of a mindset of
0: complaining, let us know. We'd love to hear that. And we'll be letting you guys know how we're holding each other accountable because this one's a good one for Samantha and I. So thanks for joining us in our conversation today. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much
1: to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon.